Lights, camera, action. In a studio where local filmmakers talk to other filmmakers about the inside world of film. Cut. That's not the script. F*** it. We'll fix it in post. Do you wonder how films are produced and what really goes on behind the scenes? Well, stand by. Filmmakers Kevin Mumphrey, Victoria V.A. Jones, and Carson Hype Ferguson explain all the details. Right here on F*** It, we will fix it in post podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever you're listening, I thank you for doing so. I am Kevin Mumphrey, and this is We'll fix it in post. I'm here with my colleagues, Karsten Hype Ferguson yeah. and Victoria V.A. Jones. What's going on? Today, we're mm. talking to comedian Donnie Stopa. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, buddy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's the first it. time we've got some, some music to start off. Is that like too much? It. Is that I too much it. music? <laughs> Is that beat like all right? <laughs> Well, I don't know what club this would be, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> a little bachata, maybe, maybe a little bachata, you know, I, I mainly uh, date Puerto I'm, Rican girls. So that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. You Puerto and Rican, Kevin should go beautiful, out. Beautiful, Puerto Rican, beautiful. Dominican. Oh yeah. I'm right there. Go out there. on the, the night on the town right there. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, but, they got, <laughs> mm, they got the flavor. They got the season. <laughs> wait, wait, nice. You're in Florida now, right? Yeah. Hello. So I tried to get as close to Puerto Rico as I could. Well, they, we got we got Cubans too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot of them, you know, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. We I'm, got, a, I'm we a little got, bit jealous yeah. right now. I'm a little bit jealous, <laughs> but I'll manage. Yeah, I'll manage. But yeah, come on, come with, visit. What oh, I will. I definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to start off, uh, what got you into comedy? Oh man, uh, so I first became obsessed with comedy when I was seven years old. I saw, I remember vividly, I was on my grandma's floor in her living room. She passed out in the Lazy Boy. I was watching Comedy Central. It was like the first time Comedy Central ever was a thing. And I was like enamored. I said, I just want to do that. I memorized the jokes. I started telling this dude's jokes to other people. It was, uh, they didn't go, they didn't land as a seven-year-old talking about uh, adult topics. It didn't work, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to learn my audience, you know, learn my voice. You know, but yeah, no. And then, uh, yeah, actually, my whole life, I always wanted to do stand up and music. I wanted to be an entertainer. So, uh, yes, 2008 is actually October 2008 was the first time I actually pursued stand up comedy. Did an open mic at Side Splitters Comedy Club, Tampa, Florida. Shout out to them. Uh, they're an awesome club here in Tampa. Now, so did, it, um, yeah. when you were when you were a kid, would you try to like do do jokes and like perform for your family? Yeah, yeah, my family, uh, they don't have the same sense of humor. So, I mean, a lot, like, I'm not for everybody. I'm not for everybody, okay? But the thing is that uh, my friends, though, like in school, I always like uh, wanted to be class clown and center of attention. Maybe I didn't get enough attention. I don't know. But the bottom line is I've always been kind of hyperactive. And, uh, and I would really try to not get in trouble because my dad was very strict. But uh, I would find ways to, like, slip jokes in there and get in as little trouble as possible. That was kind of my goal in life in general. So, so do you worked, remember, uh, right. like, one of these jokes that you told, you, those little slick jokes you would tell as a kid? I do. Actually, there's one I do on stage now that I wrote in fourth grade. I wrote in fourth grade. And so oh, please, I don't... Please tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, in fourth grade, they were trying to teach us Spanish a little bit, you know, so... 
uh, you know, because of the Puerto Rican girls I got to talk to. Uh, but course, yeah, they would. Course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah got to gotta say something. <laughs> say hola or whatever. You know, so I was I was talking to these Spanish lunch ladies. They, they only spoke Spanish. They didn't speak any English. So I was trying to use my Spanish on the lunch ladies. And I would go by and tell them, oh, you have you have a uh, nice muslos, big muslos. <laughs> right. And then like I would flex like that. But the whole time I knew that in Spanish, muslos actually means thighs. So I was telling them that they had big thighs. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. It's not body positive. It's that's not terrible. body positive. I was in fourth grade. This, this is a different time. <laughs> it was a different time, man. Come on. This is, it was crazy. Uh, it was the 90s, man. Come on. So, uh, yeah, so I, I would tell, you know, to me it was funny and to my buddy it was funny. But obviously it's a little bit mean. But if I ever see, like, a man in the front, front and center at any of my shows, this happens to me a lot for some reason. I always get distracted because they have like these really short shorts, these dudes, and uh, uh, and yeah, very in like Florida, yeah, reflective thighs. If you, you see <laughs> so I'm like, dude, like th th you're gonna, uh, it just it just very distracting when you have ADHD trying to do jokes and then the guys <laughs> muslos. So I talk about his muslos <laughs> and I say, hey, don't be embarrassada, don't be embarrassada, which means of course pregnant. I said, don't be pregnant, sir. Okay, and then. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's part of my act now from fourth grade. So, uh. so how did your how did your uh, first show go? Oh, I love this. It went great. Let it play, uh. let it play a little bit longer. Hold on, just let it play uh. a little let bit it longer. Marinate. There we go. Yeah. I feel like that's how you walk into a room with music. The vibe. Yeah, you gotta get the vibe. That's how I'm I do walk into the room. Bring <laughs> you know the shades up. Well, yeah. I, I don't walk in the room with that. Or is the soundtrack? <laughs> No, this is actually the hold music. This is the hold music you get, like on any time you call anybody. Oh no, this sounds way better than the hold music I've been hearing lately. Your call actually, is very important to us. Hold, they right. paid no music. Right. See, hey. that's that's they keep you on your toes with that. I don't like that. Exactly. No. Uh. So how did your uh, how did your first show go? Like, you know. Let's see. So my first show, uh, October two thousand eight. It was at Size Players Comedy Club. It was an open mic, and I had written, I had written about five minutes of jokes, um, and I memorized them really well, and it actually went really well. No, it was like it was like really actually went well, uh, which is rare, is rare, but it went so great. Like, everything hit, everything hit, and I was like, okay, I'm a star now, apparently. And that was, <laughs> Hollywood, hello, do you have you heard of me yet? Hello. They still haven't returned my calls, but I will say, um, you know, uh, it was weird because like the owner of the club, I went up, you know, you, you hear fake it till you make it. That doesn't work in comedy. Uh, but I walked up to the club owner. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been performing for a long time because I was like trying to find like creative ways to say like, hey, put me on a show like a, a real show. And uh, somehow he actually did. He put me like I convinced the guy to put me on like the main room at Side Splitters Comedy Club. It's a, this is an A club. This is like one of the best clubs in the country. Very well-known club. Um, and I think, uh, who was it recently? Louis CK recently specifically talked about Side Splitters Comedy Club and the owner there and shouted them out in his last special. Oh, uh, yeah. but That's the one yeah, he yeah. Um, won the Grammy for? Or? Uh, it's the one that's called I'm Sorry. I'm Sorry. Oh, yeah, it is that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it was that one. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so I I stopped watching award shows because comedians get slapped too much. 
but um, <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we're gonna get is. to that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the I just do it virtual. I'm only doing virtual. To. I'm doing virtual. You can't rush from the stage right now. It's cool. Not so only do they get slapped, they get body slammed too now. I know, dude. I and then, but it didn't work How out did for I the mean? other guys so well because uh, <laughs> Jamie Fox, Jamie Fox got Me. in the mix. Boy, did he get a point to lie. <laughs> nah, he, no, he, look, look, he got that New York greeting. Ah, <laughs> ah. Yeah, but oh, he's on goodness. SoundCloud, so I guess his SoundCloud subscribers, you know, they got psyched. Um, but so no, yeah. I, unfortunately, I did listen to a song. Did you? I, I will never get that time back. Ah. I, I was curious. I, uh-huh. And then he I, said I, it I to me. Have, <laughs> Then he send it to me. Hey, he knew better than to send it to me. <laughs> I probably did send it to you, but it didn't send. Oh, okay. It's a good thing it did. His phone, his phone was like, it just edited it out. But I was like, I was like, I was listening to it. I was like, man, this sounds like high school. Yeah. Like the kids at the lunch table, they can't really rap. Uh, That's what it sounded like. I was like, I was like, keep keep trying it, buddy. Was it like mumble rap? Was it like? Close. It was close. It was close. I mean, I was like, it was like you kind of try to like put some chemicals together and try to see what happens. Oh yeah, Bill Nye, like the Bill Nye the Science Guy. But 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 his experiment like kind of blew up in his face. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't very good. Like the like like the Beaker and Bunsen, like the Muppets. Never mind. That's yeah. I would. Myself. I would much, I would Don't much worry about the Muppets in that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> those guys are good hecklers, though, in the balcony. I will say, I got to shout out to those heckler dudes in the balcony at the Muppets shows. Those are good. Now, good dudes. As hecklers, they were funny. But now they were um, funny. Yeah. Now, uh, back to, do you think it's better to? Because usually I hear when people start off, they completely bomb. Do you think mm. it's better that it was better for you to have done well at first or to have? I, I won't say bomb, but not do as well. I'll take whatever I can get. Okay, at this point, it's like, <laughs> dude, comedy is such, um, you know, it's it's a it's a craft. So you are always working to improve and get funnier and better and stronger and you know and and so the thing is, is that you can't fake it till you make it. Like I was saying earlier, you can't fake it. So I tried to fake it to that owner, right? So then he put me on the showcase the next weekend. Well, I didn't realize that you could actually do the same jokes you already wrote. I didn't realize you could actually repeat the, the same jokes because it's, it's a different audience. Like, they never heard it. So I wrote a new act, you know, oh. like another, like a new eight minutes based on, like, I got rid of the five minutes that worked great. And then I wrote eight minutes. And about, like, I started off, started off really well. And I invited, like, anybody I knew. Uh, so, like, half the room, like, people knew me. And uh, so I really set myself up for success uh in my social circles but then uh so what i did is uh, like halfway through i started mixing up my punchlines and my setups and i started forgetting certain words and i was like why aren't they laughing and it was because i hadn't said the punchline <laughs> oh so it kind of fell apart uh towards the end still did well relatively and actually they the the club actually posted it on rooftopcomedy.com which used to be a big oh, deal wow. yeah it used to be a big wow. deal and they posted there it was, it was five stars had a bunch of reviews but uh, I was embarrassed by it, actually. And I asked, I asked Rooftop Comedy to take it down. But, um, but anyhow, <laughs> that, that, yeah. I mean, look, you know, I won't see that. But, but now it's, uh, you know, it, like basically after that, it was just a year of bombing, just a year straight bombing. 
eating dirt. Uh, so yeah. if I hadn't done well, yeah, hadn't done well first couple uh, times, I would I, I I don't know what would happen to me, but I, I my self esteem would would not be very high. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it, you need those wins. I, I try to hold on, like you, you hold on to anything you can, whether it's a compliment from an audience member or you know somebody telling you that a certain joke was hilarious. Like you kind of have to hold on to that encouragement because there's a lot of discouragement coming if you're trying to do comedy. Period. So what what what, what happens when somebody's like, oh, that wasn't so bad? Like what what <laughs> what, what about the lukewarm ones? What what do you do then? No, this is not. Well, you learn. You learn. <laughs> you learn how to bob and weave, you know. So a lot of people, uh, if you're just comics, any comics or aspiring comedians out there, if somebody comes up to you after your set and says, wow, that, that's just so brave of you to do that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's that probably was not funny. Uh, they probably Stun, were not stunning, stunning. Yeah, that, that, that was really something. That was something that happened there, right oh. up there when you went up and you did that. Yeah, wow, that was something, huh? But no, yeah, you want to be uh, aware that uh, some sometimes people just are uh, not honest with you, but they try to find a way to like give you some kind of something. So uh, it's not brave. I don't think it's brave to to do comedy i think it's um uh, some would say foolish i think it's not brave because if you're wired for this if you're made for this it's it's the most comfortable you'll ever be is on stage in front of a crowd that's it right so for me it's not brave at all it's like oh no this is like my safe place you know like being on stage and you know sharing whatever i think is silly it's also therapeutic for me so um yeah so again there the after effects of whatever you do on stage, that's the stuff that's really tough because you have to deal with the consequences <laughs> afterwards. And uh, you also get feedback in real time. Like, you know, oh, wait, they didn't laugh. They didn't laugh at that. They didn't laugh at that. Oh, and then you're going to have to learn how to. For me, it's really important to be present. You got to be like in the moment with them. You're sharing a moment. And so you want to say, oh, wait, and then say self, something self-deprecating like, oh, well, uh, man, you, you guys really didn't like that joke huh i mean i got i got other jokes <laughs> I, I mean oh <laughs> uh, yeah so you know just finding ways to be self-aware and and you know just kind of connect with people that's the biggest hardest part and also the most important part i think of being a comic is that you got to find a way to connect with an audience and uh so some people are better than others at that and some people do it more directly some people do it through relatable material it just you know but if you're not connecting with the audience you're not you're you're just brave in their eyes yeah now yeah. If you um because you mentioned like being self-deprecating i've seen comedians when they uh do a joke and it don't work i, I think uh guy Dion cole yeah yeah has this thing he's like writing something but yeah oh, well i guess so yeah you scratch that off like it, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so does yeah. normally kind of acknowledging that it doesn't work usually gets a, a pretty good response see that's it so for that for all that time that i bombed which uh it's actually more than a year i mean i really really bombed a lot in my career so um but it helped it made me again so much from bombing especially if you videotape and audio record your your sets because you want to watch the game film figure out okay what did i do here yeah, did i make a weird face oh yeah I, dude, I have wow. way more video of my face than I would <laughs> be w willing to admit. But yeah, it's um, 
it's uh, nauseating. But yes, I do. I have lots of bombs on video. And actually, I have a fake podcast. It's called This Is Not A Podcast. Don't worry. This is a plug. Uh, this is not a podcast. Check it out. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> on there, I like to take like clips of stuff that I've done and like react to it like from stuff from a long time ago because i've been doing it uh oh, yeah no. you know, i gotta watch this yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> this is not a podcast it's, it's fun but it's not a podcast so anyhow. That's, a, that's a great title right great thank title. you thank you yeah yeah, yeah. Great title. i appreciate that yeah it, yeah uh, second grace title yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it didn't it didn't, sad, sad, you know. it didn't take yeah. any work yeah it's like literally <laughs> oh wait i don't want to do a podcast oh well but then do just whatever so I yeah on there I'm I'm gonna have like different uh, me reacting in real time to whatever was happening um, because yeah it was brutal but again those bomb moments like you learn so much and uh, you get so much better from actually you know marinating and, and and soaking yourself in the bomb and then you're like okay yeah this is uh, this is something that that I can learn from so what was the question I forgot I'm, I have ADHD go ahead I forgot too. that's what i do distraction i'm a master of distraction i'm i'm just kind of like a year of bombing though yeah 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 that's that's that's, it's more it's more than i mean but still that's brutal yeah that's brutal so it's it's just you and the audience right so what made you not want to give up when you went through a year of bombing i actually quit i quit after a year um to reevaluate my life and choices <laughs> and <laughs> i uh yeah and i i quit um for a short period of time and i just realized that the way i was approaching comedy and my jokes and everything my persona on stage because they say on average most most comics or like you know veteran pros would say it takes probably about seven uh, seven or eight years before you find your voice as a comic on average. Right. And I would say that's absolutely true. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm getting on stage five to eight times a week, you know, just to, to make sure that I can get better, uh, any little bit better I can get or tighten up a joke any way I can. And, um, through all that stage time, it took about seven years before I was like, wait a second, this is really who I am. And this is how I need to approach my personality and how to, you know, make it palatable for the audience because I'm, I'm a lot, you know, I'm a lot. I got a lot of energy and I do a lot of stuff that's weird. And I have to find out how I can communicate that in a way that people aren't just scared. <laughs> so <laughs> that was that was part of it. Yeah. That's um, awesome. That, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Cause, yeah. Cause after the like after, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say because it's like the 10,000 hours, right? The outliers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you, have to, you have to build up their repetition and figure out where you fit. I hear YouTubers and like even some entertainers or whatever, it takes them a while, like yeah. one to get comfortable and then two to, to find the voice. Right. So, right. Know. Yeah, man, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah. So, it, you know, most comics will drop off about five years in. You'll see like a lot of attrition right there. Boom. It's like like if I leave a town and I come back five years later, it's a different group of people, you know, in the scene. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not it's no joke, man. You got to be tenacious. You got to get after it and you got to be willing to grind. And if you do, it's it's very rewarding, but it's not glamorous necessarily. But it's it's fulfilling for sure. So one more question about this bombing thing. 
So. Jeez. Oh, I could write I could write a novel or a, like a, an exposition right now. We could do this. It, it, this stuff cringes me and fascinates me at the same time. So I, I'd like to ask this, uh, comedians this question. Is it worse to like be booed on, on the stage or for an audience to say nothing? Uh, boo. It's worse, it, worse if you get booed. Uh, if they say nothing, at least you still have their attention and you have an opportunity. You have a chance. You have a fighting chance to at least get back to neutral. Um, and I am I, I became an expert at at bombing, I would say, because I had to learn how to make fun of myself enough and make fun of the awkwardness that was happening in the room. Um, and that kind of became part of my brand, kind of like um, if you know Norm Macdonald, you remember if you're familiar yeah, with his yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that guy's he does not care if he bombs <laughs> like that guy is hardcore. <laughs> And oh, he's man. also one of my biggest influences. A few months into comedy, I met Norm Macdonald at Side Splitters. And I was that, I knew, that's cool. Yeah, I knew nothing. And that's the cool thing about comedy is you can meet all of these and you know, like people that you really look up to because it's not Hollywood. This is not Hollywood. This is a, a, again, it's a craft and it's like you're technically peers with these people at some point once you're actually a working comic. So I told Norm Macdonald, I was like, hey, man, like, I was like, oh, man, I, I'm doing comedy, too. <laughs> and he's like, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm like, why did I say that? That was so dumb. You know, like, I'm like, why? who am I? In your head. It, it made sense somehow. I was, you know, I was a little nervous, you know, because he's like one of my favorite. And I was one of the best live shows out of two top two in my entire life are Sinbad and Norm Macdonald. Oh, period. Wow. Okay. Period. That's it. They, nothing comes close to those performances. So, uh, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm doing comedy. He said, oh, respect, man, respect. And he gave me a little fist bump. And, like, he was genuine. <laughs> like, he was genuine. Again, you take those little bits of encouragement, man. That went a long way for me. Right. That, that kept me going for that next year of bombing, for sure. That's great. It's like one fist bump. That's it. Through a whole year. Yes. I mean, sometimes that, that happens. You know, you get that one. Oh, because I'd, I'd, I'd have been done after, like, three bombs. <laughs> I'd have been done. Yeah. Never give up. Well, Kevin. I, I, I don't know. It's it's, yeah, it's weird yeah, too. Him. Like you know, whenever you pay somebody some money to say, okay, hey, now make me laugh. Like everybody's like, they, like don't don't lie. Like I mean, like you'll be hanging out with people and they'll be laughing all day. But if it's like, oh, oh, I, I paid him a dollar, then they suddenly it it. Oh, like, dude, I hate that guy. The guy who does this all the, the whole time. This guy in the front cool. row. They did a, hey, make me laugh. Make me yeah, laugh, clown. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that, What's that, up? That's what I get. That's like, why get. are you at a comedy show? He's like, right. I dare you to try. Nobody can make me laugh. Yeah. And, that, no, I don't want to see that, dude. And I'm I don't want to see your thighs. I don't want to see your thighs blowing out. It's <laughs> not right. It's not. It's not even. Thanks for dressing up. Coming to my show. Wow. Where's lawnmower shorts? A horrible day. And they just yeah. come to a comedy show. It's like, look, there's nothing I can do, bro. You, you Well, okay, it's okay to have a horrible day and try to <laughs> laugh your cares away. I think that's okay. But coming to just be mad, like you're like planning to be mad at the at the show. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's a different level of weirdness. That's kind of a time we're in, though. I mean, right? like, I feel like there's always been people like that, though. Like I. I even see the person that's like not having a good time that goes out to the nightclub. It's like I wish somebody would. 
You'd be like, oh, they just want to fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, no, those people want to fight. They want some problems. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They want a. <laughs> so there, there's always been people like this. In they came society. for a different kind of show. Yeah, I, uh, I'm nah. like, I'm not gonna pay money to I'm go not trying throw to get pepper my money sprayed. away. I'm not. Yeah, I know for real. Because <laughs> <laughs> you will, you will it. be casualty. Yeah. Now, do you remember like your first heckler? Uh, I remember my I remember my first really intense heckler. Uh, there was like, cause I've had, okay, here, here's the thing. <laughs> I get a lot of, te- I get a lot of hecklers because my act is so conversational. Like I, I, you know, I'm so interactive with the crowd. I do a lot of crowd work. So it lends itself. My act lends itself to receiving. So feedback you're pretty much sometimes. prepared for that. I am very prepared for it now. And there was this one show I had, I was supposed to do 30 minutes. I did 29. I did 29 minutes, but 26 of those 29 minutes, I have this, I have it on film somewhere, but it, it's, uh, it was me dealing with one heckler the whole time. Oh. And it was wild. It was such a weird experience for me. I had so many different emotions, you know, uh, because it was a new room. So it wasn't really like the rules weren't really enforced yet because the club really didn't know how to police the room yet. Uh, so like, I'm like looking around, like, is anybody going to like talk to this guy? Cause you know, like this is <laughs> becoming a problem over a little while, but the guy was so drunk and, 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 uh, at one point he was sleeping and I was like, and, and then like, <laughs> like, and then, but then his wife like started talking for him and I was like, what the, what, you know? So it was just a very weird time, but, um, but yeah, but the thing is like every time I went after the heckler, the room just exploded erupted with laughter so i was like well they're being entertained and as long as they're laughing i guess it's okay but then it got to the point where i don't know what happened but like i guess my patience just ran too thin i'd say at about 23 minutes in that was where something snapped and i was like i like i legit got mad like angry like you know and i don't usually like on stage i'm usually like cool no matter what um and he, he was a, he was an older gentleman, you know, and uh, and I, I, I said this statement and it, it was weird. It was weird because it was real. You know, a lot of stuff that you say is real, even if you're joking, um, which is 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 OK. But in this moment, I was like, ah, I felt like kind of weird about it. I said I said, now, hey, I, I would never punch an old man. I would never punch an old man. <laughs> Like I and I never talk about violence or anything. And I was like, "Where did that come from?" And I'm like, and then and everybody's like, "Yeah, because the guy he's terrible. The guy's such a jerk." But I was like, I was like, and then there was like some orange tape around the outside of the stage. I was like, they told me I had to stay within the orange tape. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Like I just started like you know really getting animated with it. And um, and for whatever reason, I I don't know, but like I. Uh, I just, I just did like, I only told like two jokes that whole time because every time I said something, he had a response and, and it was just, it was easy. It was easy because he was drunk and I was not, I was very, you know, alert (laughs) and, and I was doing a job. So, uh, you know, it was, it was just so weird though to go that long. It was exhausting. Like after the show, I was just drained because you have to really be on your toes and like it's mentally exhausting to deal with a heckler for 26 minutes i don't recommend it you will get angry and you will threaten to punch an old man and uh i don't i don't think that's good i think that was a problem and i had to do some uh i had to pray about that but 
Um, but I, what I will say, though, is that the, um, you know, so the next guy who came up did did the right thing. The next guy is a good friend of mine. His name is Jander Gray. Very funny dude. He comes up on stage and he's like, he's like, hey, first of all, this guy is way out of line. Blah, blah, blah. He basically just put the guy in his place because I was like nicer about it, you know, until that, you know, the whole line. And I said, I've never punched. I've never punched an old man. I never I've never do it. Um, so he did that. And then for the rest of the show, they didn't mess with him at all. So, you know, so that that was kind of a lesson for me to learn. Like, OK, there's got to be a point where you just say, hey, like this is that's it. You're done. Like you're done. You're either going to leave or you're going to sit there quietly. So. Um, so yeah, that, that helped me to learn in the future. I don't want to go 26 minutes toe to toe with a drunk old dude. That's uh, it's not my favorite thing, but, it, but again, the crowd loved it. So like, I want the crowd to have fun. Like I'm here for the audience and it, uh, a lot of times whatever's happening in the moment is more funny or it's funnier than anything that I've written, you know? So I'm like, why would I even go into my material if like this is happening here in the moment and everything's landing, you know? So that's, right. I'll abandon my material if it's if something's happening live that's more exciting. That's not a drunk old man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I still will. I'll still I'll still like acknowledge. <laughs> you got to acknowledge a heckler because they want attention, right? They're like, look at me. So you give them some. You give them a little bit of attention, but you do it in a way that puts them in their place of like, hey, okay, you had your moment. That was it. Now it's time to talk about what everybody paid to see. So. That's really. Do you, it. Do you yeah. ever kind of like have like a, maybe like a, a two joke minimum on a heckler? You know, uh, no, because again, I like I like to explore. I like to play. I'm I'm very playful. I'm very I I'm just silly. I like to have fun. That's really my brand. Um, and so no, I don't put a limit on anything. I try not to limit any possibility. So if there's a if there's a heckler, um, if I can find a way to turn the heckler. And then maybe get them on my side and then like come back to them later or something like that. I would do that. Uh, and and again, I've dealt it's like 50 percent of my shows. I get heckled 50 percent. It's very high for any comic. <laughs> yeah, a, that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So, again, it's because I'm so conversational and I'm like, what's your name? What do you do? OK, th where do you work? OK, you're celebrating a bachelorette party. OK, just calm down. And then, you know, just like like I'm trying to figure out <laughs> we get it. We get it. Then. It's her day. <laughs> It's her day. Yeah. Oh, Nashville, dude. Oh, man. They're on oh, the little those bars, the 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 yeah. petty tab yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, the no. Taverns. And they're just playing. They're hanging off the side of them. Dude. You know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. Like they're that. playing uh, Next Time He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. And they're just <laughs> yeah. belting it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. into the side. Yep. Uh, and then want to be hanging off, and then want to be throwing up over inside Dude, of the boat. Dude, it's not a good look. Yeah. Not a good look. Actually, they 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 changed a lot of the rules. Really? Because like somebody somebody was super drunk and fell off one of those party buses. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, go figure that. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Wait, that that's all that yeah. happened? That's all that happened? Like, Somebody I, fell off of one or they I, they like I, I died? I think or? the guy like, got ran like, over. I think he got ran over. Well, no, he didn't get ran over. He fell to the side of it while it was moving. So the bus ran him over. It, it, no, he hit the bus, but he didn't run him over. He just hit the side of it. I, I don't know, but that's not the first time that's happened. Though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's the first it. time? I would imagine no, that happens no every weekend. I just, <laughs> I just think they just finally caught it on video. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it kind of went viral a little bit. It's like, okay. look at this drunk dude. Right. It's like right. Open, open air, like bus. And he's like, 
He's like leaning over the side. He's like, whoa, whoopsie. <laughs> I was like, oh, If he said whoopsie and they got on camera, that would be viral. Yeah, that's viral. <laughs> they do the Mortal Kombat whoopsie, though. Oh, <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Finish uh, him. Finish him. Better <laughs> <laughs> well put that there, too. Uh, yeah, we affectionately, well, I was, when I first moved, I didn't know about those. So like, yeah, be careful for the Wu girls. No, like Wu girls. Oh, not the Wu Tang. Not Wu Tang. No, 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 definitely. It's a different kind Even of Wu. They do visit, but no, Wu Tang was met the man. When I first got here, they would drive past, and the first time they ever ca- caught one of them, they went, Ooh, a black guy. And it just flashed me. Mm. And went, Woo. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that okay. makes sense. I- I think I'll- <laughs> I'm like, well, I got my welcome to Nashville moment. Oh, but then this kept happening like every weekend for a month. So okay. I kind of got tired of apparently. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird tradition. So the last time it happened, the girl did it, and I was just so tired from work, I didn't make a facial expression. So she just looked depressed as she's putting her shirt down. And uh, I was like, ooh. Uh, she never, she never oh, felt yeah. like that before. Nope. <laughs> Especially from a guy like you. I have you. so many thoughts. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. Like, I ruined her wedding. Uh, <laughs> ah. She'll live with it, but that was very satisfying for me. Okay. okay. Did disappoint well. somebody? That yeah, maybe yes, maybe it, you it should was... see a therapist, bro. I don't know. I'm not, I, mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not one to judge. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, I want you to be healthy, happy, you know, take care of yourself. I would love to tell this story to a therapist, actually. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, see, well, comedy is therapy. Comedy up. is therapy for me, though. Comedy is therapy Kev- for me. Kevin's, like, looking in the mirror. He's like, you did that. <laughs> got her. You got her. <laughs> I feel like I did that in the car <laughs> and played Ice Cube. Today was a good day. <laughs> oh, that's a win for me. So, like, I always hear about comedians about writing jokes. And uh-huh. I, when I think of writing anything, I think of, like, music or, like, scripts. So, like, how does a comedian write a joke? Well, how do you write a joke? Yeah, yes. Oh, uh... That's probably my least favorite question. But, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Well, because it's it's weird. Like everybody's different, man. Everybody's different. Like for me to write a, a joke, like I'm one of those guys who writes on stage a lot. So I'll have an idea. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll have an idea, and I'll be like, okay, I'll be kind of stewing on it, you know, letting it let it marinate in there, and then I'll just kind of bring the topic up, and I'll try to see. Again, I'm reading people's reactions. How you know? Because certain words are very um, provocative, of course. You know, so certain words are gonna you know, kind of get a certain response. So you're trying to, like, navigate which word belongs in this place. Because I know I want to say something funny about this topic, and I have a little, you know, I have a couple funny ideas, but I really write mostly on stage. I'll take notes in my phone. I basically get a lot of ideas in the shower, like when I'm driving. I'm sure it happens with music, too, when you're, like, driving, you start thinking of something creative, um, you know, or any creative uh, thing. So because you're – yeah, yeah, films, uh, a lot of ideas, because you're, you're really not, you know, you're not engaged in anything in particular other than, you know, you're in a, you're in a, a zone where you can just kind of kind of chill and be, you know, you're, you're, it's not noisy. It's just kind of like it's you, and you're ready to, in, your, in your zone. So for me, that's, again, the shower, the, the car. Uh, mo- yeah, anytime during the day when I see something hilarious, like, I'll, I'll take a note about it, and I might make a joke about it, but... It's really 
just I just take little notes on topics. And then if I think of a couple lines, I'll do it. I'll tell the joke on stage. I'll watch the video and then I'll, I'll take notes on what worked. And, and if something didn't work, I throw it out and then I'll just build on that and I'll edit it accordingly, you know. So that's really it. But I, I don't um, I don't sit down and just write. I, I can't do that for some reason. It's uh, just my attention span or whatever. But has a dream has a joke ever come to you in a dream? Yeah, yeah, I've had some some jokes in dreams. I think in dreams is for like I do get I do get jokes, but I also sometimes get ideas for music, you know, and uh stuff like that, but I've definitely had jokes cuz I don't know that they're good. A lot of times when you're sleepy, it's not good. <laughs> like I I I oh yeah, I have. I've woken up from a, a number of dreams. And there was a Seinfeld episode about this where he wakes up from a dream, he's like Oh yeah, that's pretty good. You know, he writes it down, and then he's like, "What is this?" You know, he doesn't know. He's like, "This wasn't funny at all," and uh, so <laughs> that's that's what happens. Yes, so I do get bad jokes in my dreams. That happens. That's real. Oh man, I, got, I, I know you had missed the shower. Well, like it just seemed like all kinds of art. People tend to think the shower is like a great place for that. Not for me. Not for you. Mm-mm. No. Never. No, I'd be trying. Never. To wow, you're like you, exclusively you should... no. Get out of my shower, ideas. Get out of here. I'm showering. The... We, don't, we don't need you. We don't need you in here. <laughs> I, I got my I got my Epsom salt bath. I got my lavender essential exactly. oils. I got my <laughs> exactly. I'm listening Sheriff to Keith Sweat. A whole different type of type of mind state for you. <laughs> now, um, like I always hear this term where comedians say, "Read the room." Yeah. So you uh. um. Like is it like you ever like have like cert, like you have an idea of what you're gonna do for your set and then maybe like you kind of see like two other maybe an act or two before you go let me go ahead and scratch that and just throw kind of all the time else. all the time yeah and even during my set I'll do I'll I'll call all kinds of kinds of audibles in my mind you know I'll just say oh what okay they they like these kinds of jokes they're not and I was hoping to go into this thing to go into that thing but they're not gonna come along that ride with me so I gotta go you know, go to plan C or whatever, you know, you gotta, you always have to think a few steps ahead when you're, um, when you're on stage, if, if that's happening. So yeah, I definitely pay attention to what, what's happening in the room. Again, the opening comics, like I'll see, okay, what are they doing? And, um, you know, how silly can I get up front? Because you, you know, you want to, it's, it's the energy in the room is the dynamic is really interesting. Like you want to be able to take the energy and, and, and get it to the next level and, and just build on it. And so it's like, yeah, sometimes you walk into very low energy. So you got to kind of meet them a little bit, a little bit lower than you'd like and then bring them up to your your level. Um, So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely pay attention if they're talking about or if they're talking about subjects that I'm going to talk about. I'm like, well, I'm not talking about that now because they already (laughs) covered that topic. I'm like, hey, remember when that one guy said something about that thing? I'm going to say that, too. All right, here we go. That's weird. All right, cool. It doesn't work. Yeah, because they're like, oh, no, we already talked about you know being married or you know whatever our kids or whatever it is which i don't have either one of those but i'm just saying i i have some jokes because i was married i do have jokes about that um but yeah so if the guy goes up and talks about his ex-wife the whole time i'm not doing ex-wife material i'm not not doing it now when you normally do uh like uh divorce or ex-wife material does it did it tend to go do do well yeah yeah see any any topic can do well any topic can do well. I think Dave Chappelle is a prime example of this. 
any topic. <laughs> no, I really, well, I, you know, but obviously not everybody is going to find it funny or true, but he is able to cover the most taboo subjects in our culture. He's one of those guys, just like Bill Burr. Bill Burr is another one. You know yeah. where he yeah, yeah. He, he just uh, yeah it, no he he because he's it, like it feels so natural to yeah for them to do that though it's like kind of yeah. conversational it's like hey it's hey like, I'm Bill hey you know they're like hey Bill hey what's up with women I'm like I don't know it's crazy they're crazy I don't know hey I don't know Jay feels like uh, a conversation yeah. Bill feels like a kick in the door like yeah he's we're like, just gonna yeah. knock this elephant out the room right that's now. right that's right that's right he's like believe women he's like what all of them. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I give you like 86%. I give you like 86%. That's it. They're like, Bill, believe women. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Okay. You, you, okay. Know, you, know, you know, honestly, Bill Burr's best material is when he gives bad dating advice. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That, yeah. that is his. That, that, that is, is funny. He's like, he's like, I don't know why you listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you shouldn't listen. Well, why are you? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, well, I'm, okay. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I don't know. Oh. I was like, he's, he gives you the disclaimer too. He's like, he's like, I don't know nothing. It's like, well, let's get into it. Right, exactly, yeah. You know what? That music fit, hit your voice very well. For yeah, when you said, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. hit it. <laughs> timing. I'm a drummer. I'm a drummer. I'm, I got a meter. I'm like, mm. <laughs> that, that timing was perfect. So let's um, let's talk about the you know the elephant in the room and the. Uh, the attacks on comedians right now okay that, that have happened okay we had two of them one was at the oscars and the other one was at the dave Chappelle dave Chappelle's taping so yeah. how do you feel about that uh i feel a lot of things you know i feel obviously i'm, I'm not happy i'm not happy about it um and it's interesting because okay this is this is really if you really want to know how i feel this deep I'm let us let us know. Philosophical. I mean, you got the music. Let me get, music get my hands. Yeah, I know. I, need, know. I got the Put music. Us in the Let's zone. Let's get, get in the zone on this. <laughs> About to drop some knowledge. <laughs> 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 All right. So, the thing is that when you're dealing with these high-profile Hollywood celebrities, and you have the court of public opinion weighing in so heavily on these, you know, these these incidents, if you will. It really makes a mountain out of a molehill in some ways, but also there's a bigger picture that that really means a lot to comedians and to, uh, I guess, freedom of speech and expression. Like, there's a lot of roots to that where you're like, okay, but like, but seriously, if we talk about if we're going to talk about Will Smith, who laughed at a joke that was pretty benign, in my opinion. I, I do comedy. I hear all kinds of offensive stuff uh, from comedians. But this is very benign. She chose to wear that haircut outside, and, and that's it. You know, like, period. Like, you have to accept that. You have to accept right. that. Um, so, but then Will Smith looks over, and she's like, you're going to let that happen? Yeah, charge him up. You know, and I was like, <laughs> dude. And people were telling me, like, this one girl, she's like, no, that was a PR stunt. And I was like, dude, how are you gonna say that's a Puerto Rican stunt? That's racist, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. I was, I was trying. That was, to that was slick. That. I didn't see that coming. 
expecting Dominican. But, you know, yeah, <laughs> Dominican stunt. That was it. That's a different kind of stunt. That's a different kind of stunt. It's close. It's close. But uh, so then I, uh, you know, but any, anyhow, I'm thinking of like the the mental health part of it because there's you know there's some mental health issues. There's some emotions. Uh, I mean, being such a high profile celebrity is already a world that right. we can't even relate to. And so to pass judgment on people, like I'm not going to judge Will Smith. I'm going to say that it wasn't right what he did, but I'm not going to say, oh, Will Smith's yeah, canceled. Like he's the worst or whatever. Like, no, I, I grew up watching Fresh Prince and like loving all, all his movies. So he's one of the best actors ever. But he happens to be in a situation uh, that where he's responding in a way that is not, uh, you know, just not uh, loving or appropriate or even like a good example for anybody so you know that's that's my opinion about will smith so I, I still think he's great but you know he made a bad decision and then chris rock i thought was very classy man he was classy about the whole thing you know he's like wow that just happened and then he's like yeah and this is the this is the he best acknowledge the moment he exactly you got to acknowledge it you know because he's a he's a true comic you know he's a true stand-up comedian and so he says and he's like yeah well uh that was the best moment in the history of live television right like he's like <laughs> legitimately in real time he's being real like that's he's that, that was yeah. real it from these that came out like for real so you know i think that that was really um again the way he handled it i felt really uh i, I felt like that was right <clears throat> so then um you know again then the the problem becomes everybody's opinions about everything everybody's opinions about alopecia everybody's opinions about the the the, the wife with other dudes and the you know chris rock and you know whatever i that doesn't it's none of your business first of all but like <laughs> the problem right. is that you know if it's going to embolden other people that was the big concern for all comics they you know i'm getting because I'm mostly friends with comedians on Facebook and Instagram or whatever. So my, my news feed is just like, oh, this is well, just a bunch of bad jokes. And also, uh, you know, about, you know, about the incident, but also like, oh, man, stand up comedy's dead. And even Howie Mandel said he was afraid to get on stage now. Yeah, uh, yeah I started, you heard that. Yeah, that as well. So I think that's um, a problem because, uh, you know, now that that it happened with Chappelle, you know, like I even noticed, you know, what's interesting is I noticed um, the recent a recent heckle that happened to me. This guy got angry um, for something that he misinterpreted. Like he thought I was being mean and I wasn't being mean at all. I was giving him a compliment. So, again, that him interpreting my compliment as being mean, again, blew my mind. But the dude, he, he started coming at me aggressively. Right. Like not not physically, but I was like. I was like, why is this guy being like, this is like, I'm used to hecklers, but this, this is a little bit like more charged emotionally. Right. Yeah. Like there's more emotional charge to it. Um, so when you start talking about what you can say and what you can't say on stage and what's a, an acceptable joke, um, the bottom line is if you go to see a comedian uh, and you're easily offended, you should not go see any comedian. Because yeah, our job, yeah. uh, this our job yeah. is to be a quote for controversial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, know, so even, even at that other comedy show in uh, was in Pittsburgh with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was on an airplane. 
no, no, it was no, on like, an airplane. There was another incident. There was another oh. incident two weeks prior to that. So he, Mike Tyson, in the front row of a comedy show, and then something happens or whatever, and this guy pulls out a gun on Mike Tyson, like in public. Mike Tyson's here, yeah. and he's like, and an interesting and, and, year. And then what's wild though is Mike Tyson was uh-huh. like, "You don't want to do this." <laughs> you know how Mike Tyson talks. Oh, I know he's how he's like, you talk. Hey, you don't. He's like, you don't, you don't want to do this, man. Man, you don't want to do this, man. You don't want to do this, man. put the gun away. He hugged the guy. And I was like, wow. Oh. Two weeks later, two weeks later, he beats that guy up with an air, or for airplane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, he's got different so like, levels of, uh, he's got different modes. What, 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 yeah. did, what did that guy do differently than the guy that pulled a gun on him? Like, what, did yeah. Mike, like, what did this guy say for Mike Tyson? Go, oh, I need to remind you that I'm Mike Tyson. Yeah. He probably said yeah. something that did. You, he was like, "Oh, Mike Tyson ain't gonna touch me, so I can say whatever he want, whatever I want to say to people, him." People are silly. That that's really silly, yeah. Right? No people, that's people. Yeah, and that's also is people will capitalize on yeah. something. They're opportunistic. You know, they say, "Oh, right. well, this thing just happened. So if if I rush the stage at Dave Chappelle, I'm gonna get some uh, notoriety in some way. You know, <laughs> my SoundCloud's gonna blow up because this dude's gonna check it out." <laughs> <laughs> Jam he, got, it. he got noted all right. He, no, he blew up. He, uh, he, he, he wasn't ready for his the face line, blew like up. His face blew up right here. <laughs> oh. Hey, his elbow his elbow blew out. <laughs> like, he, got, he got the most famous jumping in history. And then and then, and then even Chris Rock had a moment, whatever. He's like he, yeah. he had a, I mean he had to. He's like, he's he's like, like was that Will like, Smith? Will Smith's oh, here? Like, man. Like it was just there. Like the alley was there. He had to take yeah, it. Yeah, I would have I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. Was that it was a taping, so all these other celebrities were there, yeah. and they jumped on stage. The whoop. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Jamie Foxx was yeah, in there. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Uh, Buster Rhymes was there. They, 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 said, they said he was in the back. Y'all, 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 y'all. He said, he, said, he, said he, he told him. He said, he said, that's how you. I do got it. you all. Up. <laughs> like imagine. Oh, I'm about to meet Jamie Foxx, and his feet about to hit your face. Yeah. Oh man. He said he had a sheriff hat on. <laughs> I'm not lying. He had a sheriff no, he hat did, on. he did, but it, that sounds like something that would happen in a horrible dream. No, it's like it's like a Dave Chappelle skit, which is like real life. I was like, I was like, man, it's like the Chappelle show all over again. Chappelle show. It's like you you, you had yeah, all these. Comments. Would, it, it actually does sound like a Chappelle skit. Yeah. Just he on stage and all these celebrities in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. With the roots. Death. I guess the roots were there. Were the roots there? We had. Quest Love and Black Thought, they were there. Probably just, so. Probably. <laughs> probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, because he's tight with the roots, man. The roots. Uh, <laughs> Quest, Lo- Quest Love. If oh, Quest Love was uh, there, he's they, at it. They, they, nah, but they from Philly, though. They are from so Philly. Don't, 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 don't let that fool you. Be like, he already, like, he got the Oscar after the slap. And then, like, if he's there for this. Like, man, I'm just staying at the house. Like, this is uh, too much going on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I don't need, need no drama. I don't want no drama, drama. Now, have you seen, like, after like after the Dave Chappelle situation, like, when you've um, done clubs, have you seen maybe, like, clubs kind of, like, like add maybe security or they kind of change <laughs> how they do things? It's not in the budget. <laughs> it's not in the budget. They can't even pay me. They can't even pay their comics enough to, to eat. So <laughs> we are the security. We are it. I only have like big buff dudes opening for me. And some yeah, yeah. So I just like I try to find the strongest dudes. I'm like, "Hey, you want to open for me?" Yeah, come on. 
<laughs> yeah, you sit up front row, front row, just in case. I don't know. No, but there is a dude. Uh, there's a guy who knows, like, dude. There's a this guy. He's like ridiculous into like kickboxing, jujitsu, all that stuff. Like this guy he's is definitely got to be the opener. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that, yeah. He's my opener. I'm hoping he'll open for me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he might be booked. He might be booked now. He's booking hard now. <laughs> His bookings shot up pretty high recently. Um, but, yeah, that guy, uh, his name's Devin, and he, dude, this guy is, like, a lethal machine. Like, he's ex-military, but he is, like, his body is, his hands are, you know, lethal weapons for real. And so he, like, made a video. He's like, just understand, if you do this, and it showed, you know, the Will Smith, the... Uh, uh, and then it said, just know that I do this. And it showed him just like beating people up and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, that's the best promo video I've seen in a while. That's the best comedy that promo is, I could get. That is how I promo every show I do. Like, just, just give me y'all warning. Y'all can step on this stage if you want to. <laughs> just know that. Mm, yeah, yeah. They, I'll, I'll that's tell you what. Sure. People still don't like to get beat up. <laughs> that, that's, that's never changed. That's never it's changed. Not, yeah, I try to avoid that in life. Period. Yeah, this that's general that's promo. Like I think people still don't like getting beat up. But if y'all want to try, go right. On. Well then, but then you're gonna get the SoundCloud guy who wants to, you know, get a couple more subscribers. Mm. Right. Yep. I don't know. Subscribe but so again, I think so I think I, I, exactly. So I think the the real issue is is again each individual. It's about the heart, the motives behind what happens is really the, the important factor. And that's the thing that you can't always measure. Um, but it's like, hey, you know, why did this person rush Dave Chappelle? Again, was he trying to capitalize and get his SoundCloud on somewhere? Maybe. Um, probably. I think definitely. Uh, so <laughs> it's like I wonder yeah. was it a bit? No, I, like I heard he has like severe mental problems. See, and that's I'm, it, and, the mental health and, part. And yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, okay, it, mental problems. Like, like what led him to go to the Dave Chappelle show and then be on the front row? I'm uh, like that because he I mean, that, that, I mean, that was premeditated. Like that's premeditated, man. That's it, premeditated. He saw an opportunity. He's like, okay. He's he just they, an act just went off stage. Dave Chappelle walked up on stage, boom! It's time to it's time to strike. That's what it looked like to me. Again, you got a lot of opportunists in this and in our culture right now. Like, if you even kids, like if you ask kids what they want to do when they grow up, like eighty five percent or something say they want to be professional YouTube stars or they want to be stars in some way. You know, they want to be famous. So yeah. there's you like, know what I'm saying? Like this is weird. Yeah, not for a particular reason either. No, no, they no. Just, they just want it. And I and there's a good a really good friend of mine. His name's John Jacobs. He's a great comic, killer killer comic, and he uh, he was on a couple reality TV shows. And he told me this story about being on those reality TV shows. Well, it was on MTV. It was there was one called The Challenge, and then the other one was called uh, Are You the One. So he's on these shows. I've heard of those. You heard of those? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's on these shows, and he's like, and he's talking to the other people, you know, the other people in the house, and he's like, hey, so, you know, what are you gonna do after? the show's done you know and they're like oh well i'm gonna just uh man we're gonna be i'm gonna blow up dude i'm gonna be famous and he's like <laughs> he's like okay well like what do you do like what do you do anything and they're, they're a couple like steps they're like no no just you know people want to see me and stuff and i'll, I'll just people want to see you. show up and oh, yeah, i'm like yeah, yeah. he's like you haven't thought this through him, huh? you haven't thought this through at all nah. like 
like you've given it zero like and because you know because again comics like we put so much work time like we you know we sacrifice so many different things like for example even talking to him uh in this documentary we're working on he's part of the documentary we uh i was i was talking to him and i and and we both kind of came to the conclusion that at this point since we're both single that like we just can't date we can't date like it's one of those things that we have to sacrifice right now to be able to you know reach our goals because if you don't really grind it out like you're and 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 it's not fair to someone to bring somebody into a relationship where you're not gonna be able to give them the time and attention that they would need exactly you know so they're not gonna understand either right no and and you can't explain it you're gonna be yeah you're gonna be like fighting it I mean, yeah. I'm pro- I'm pretty sure like some of your family probably even give you trouble every now and again. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a, a real job. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a an unspoken yeah an elephant in the room. It's like, like it's it's like I'm not respected in some ways, yeah. and 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 you know, I mean that's I no respect, but uh, <laughs> it happens. You know, I mean it really seriously. Like it's it's part of it though, where you have to you have to condition yourself so much to not care or not give weight to what other people think of you. And if right, you know yeah. who you are, you don't have to let people have that power over you and you just say, okay, that opinion matters very little to me. I care about the person and I, I love this person, but I can't let their judgment of me weigh me down. That's it. Exactly. So yeah. let's uh let's talk about this uh, documentary. That you got. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's my first uh, document. I never thought I would do a document. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to, one day I'm going to, do that no i i actually (laughs) i'm not i'm not a filmmaker per se i i just um i feel very passionate about this uh this topic so we're talking about cancel culture comedy like the the actual craft of stand-up comedy and, and everything that goes into it um and we're talking about censorship freedom of speech uh talk and 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 the whole the whole premise is that we're like I'm I'm interviewing people all across the board from every group, any kind of race or religion or uh, background or uh, sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. It's like, hey, we're, when we when we sit down face to face, comedy is a great equalizer for us. So right. there's already a mutual respect, period. No matter what you do or think or believe, it doesn't matter. Like we have this unspoken respect like what i felt from norm mcdonald when i met him it was that kind of respect like he literally said because um we share a lot it's, it's kind of like if you go like military like if you were in the army and you see another guy who's in the army you're like oh dude yeah we we get each other right. there's a respect right there's a bond that you it's like unspoken same thing for comedy um so you know and and, and a lot of things uh law enforcement or uh you know any kind of it's kind of uh, in like athletic, every community athletic like community, the film community you know film you yeah like female director i'm like oh okay yeah okay i see you yeah respect see yeah. that's cool yeah and so it's, it's it's so when we are able to equal the level the playing field um i'm able to actually get a lot deeper with comics you know we ask questions like not like uh what's your writing process uh we ask other questions <laughs> They're just, just playing, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but we, you know, but we're like really digging into like um, the heart of what's going on because we all are not here to hurt anybody. We're truly here 
to help people have a good time. We're here to help you enjoy your life. And, and we all share that in common, no matter how controversial or benign your act is, we all share that. So it's just, I'm talking to people who, there was one comic I met as a, who was a man when I met him. And then now has transitioned to be a female. So I interviewed her, you know, which was a little trippy for me, okay. but like, yeah, it was, it was like, like I knew this person. And again, I don't know much about that, you know, what that life could even begin to look like. But because we have the bond economy, we had a, just such a great time and we were laughing, we're having fun, but we're getting deep and talking about real psychological, emotional issues that are really the core at the core of why people act out the way they do so right. yeah so it's a really i mean it's 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 one of those things where you go in and you're like oh i think i know what this is going to look like and it's a great idea and it's and it's going to be very marketable and we have lots of you know people that'll be interested in it it'll be great but it was like no like being a real journalist means that you are not the story i'm not the story i can't be so i have to let the story unfold before me and and let the truth speak for itself you know and that's really what we're doing we're not like we're not in there we're not doing yellow journalism where we're like okay let's find a way to spin this and uh, peter parker tell me that no, no, let's put it into this you know like, <laughs> no we're not doing that no we're, we're we're like true yeah we're we're not cnn we're not fox news we are just straight up human beings talking to human beings and that's that doesn't happen enough in our culture right yeah. yeah. And so it's profound to find out how I have more in common with these people. I don't even uh, begin to understand their, you know, anything else other than the fact that we're comics. You know, I can't understand their upbringing or their background or what they went through, what traumas they've had. But I do understand uh, that they're they're a valuable human life and, and a human person with a personality and feelings and, you know, all those things. So. It's really, uh, again, it's just become just so much bigger than anything we could have imagined. Um, and there's an updated trailer coming out. LastLaughDoc.com is where you can see that. Uh, but right now we just have the working trailer. Um, but we got some celebrity comics. We got veteran. Uh, they're all veteran pros, celebrity comics, and working comics who've been at least seven years in the game. So we're we're talk We're kind of trying to hit every part of the you know process stage in the process you know original okay. comedy store dudes from 1982 1986 uh i mean just some uh, jamie kennedy i don't know if you know jamie jamie kennedy yeah from yeah. uh yeah. yeah uh the jamie kennedy experiment malibu's most wanted b rad yeah you remember that um and <laughs> oh, then yeah. uh yeah so we got uh steve um jeff allen we got i mean there's uh kyle dunnigan do you nope. know kyle dunnigan if no, you don't no, know no. Kyle Dunnigan, do yourself a favor and check out Kyle Dunnigan on YouTube. He has a YouTube show, and he does, like, all these impersonations. Like, he's been doing this Johnny Depp one recently, like, where he, like, he has oh. this computer program that make it his face look like whoever it is. He oh, does, I think like, I've seen him. I think I've seen, seen him, him? I, I didn't yeah. know who it was. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you like, like, man, like, you start looking at it. You're yeah, like, you, you, like, get, you get lost Jason in Momoa it. Momoa as well? Yeah, well, no. He, he did a joke about Momoa. As um, he was uh, Rocky from, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone, he was okay. like Sylvester Stallone in, in that face, you know, Sylvester Stallone face, I guess is what you call it. <laughs> I don't know. But then he actually talked about Momoa. Um, so maybe that stuck with you because it was a pretty pungent joke 
poignant, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. But he, uh, but again, the dude just like he rips on everybody, which is kind of, you know, satire is so important in culture. Like that's, that's, that's part of like what makes, a um, a constitutional Republic different than any other kind of like nation or whatever, you know, way to govern a society. Cause it's, it's like, no, you gotta be able to make fun of everybody. So he makes fun of Biden yeah. and Trump and all these other people, but he also makes fun of like, again, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard and you know, uh, whoever else is on, whoever else is just kind of prolific right now. He'll, right. he'll just, he's like, okay, let's make fun of that guy. Alec Baldwin. When Alec Baldwin, he's, he's like, <laughs> me. excuse oh, me, yeah. excuse me, oh, excuse yeah. me, excuse me, excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. Like, that was, it was hilarious. He had this whole, like, <laughs> like he had it down in the face. And like, again, you get lost in it. You're like, this is Alec Baldwin. So, and he does, uh, Jeff Goldblum. That's so funny. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, yes. Oh, this. Uh, wow. Yes. Uh, uh, this is. Uh, yeah, yes. Like he does that deal. Like, uh, again, I'm not doing it justice. Kyle Dunnigan. The dude's amazing. And uh, he's been on like Joe Rogan's podcast a couple times. And he's always like, yeah, he's always on in in the. Uh, oh, Howie Mandel. And it's like that. Uh, so, yeah. You know, that always reminds me, like anytime I think about comedy. And how it has the power to kind of break through stuff, and like yeah. you know, just yeah, be as honest. it should. I mean, yeah. the court jester in the in the the king's court had a lot yeah. of power because right. he was the, he was the, he was the only one with the the you know the uh, permission the kind of wide berth to yeah. be able to just be like kind of poke fun at the king in, yeah. in public, right? In public, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. exactly, and and any president in the history of our modern age like if you look at snl every president has been made fun of um so to to have the idea of like oh well that's not okay to make fun of this president or this uh vice president or this uh whoever i don't care it doesn't matter like life's so much bigger than right or left or or whatever agenda versus whatever agenda like it's truly about like I believe it's about loving, you know, it's about loving each other. And, you know, I think that if we were able to stop, you know, just well, first of all, you'll be you'll you'll live a more fulfilled life if you if you don't just focus on negative, angry things and you just say, hey, right. wait, yeah, what, what do I have in common with these people? Like, how, how can I connect with people? Maybe I don't connect with these people because maybe they're just, you know, they're not my people and that's OK. You know, but the thing is, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and stew and just be bitter about something when it's a distraction i think and, it, and it's not helping anybody so Agreed. yeah right. i think that's the temperature though that's like in our culture right now it's like hey like let's just get back to basics right like let's just get back to okay like can't we all just get along come on that's that's you know rodney king baby like that kind of stuff like that that as as as, as weird of a situ situation as that is for me to say it's like literally i that sentiment is like it still rings true for me it's like yeah why can't we just get along why can't we get along with the police why can't we get along with other races why can't we get along with uh comedians who or, or people we disagree with even if we disagree we can still get along can, right. can we do that without getting beat up though because i go back <laughs> to my point that i made he, he, yeah. he got he got beat up and like nobody likes to get beat up Rodney King went hard though, dude. That Man. guy. Oh my Man. goodness. Yeah, they yeah. took a lot to get that guy down for real. Like Man. they were 
man, yeah. they were hitting them hard. That was not good. So, but yeah, I mean, even the George Floyd stuff, like all that stuff, like I, I think that because now white people get so, you know, because it's like, okay, uh, when you're talking about race, it's like, first of all, human race. I don't like, I, I, I don't like the division of race, but I, I do like to talk about how we are culturally different and it's okay right. to be culturally different. I'm not ever being disparaging to another race. I'm never disparaging or alienating any people. But I want to talk about how white people are different than other people, you know, but then then people will just tense up, usually white women. But anyhow, but they usually, you know, they tense up. They tense up. That's why I date Puerto Rican girls. I was thinking that. I didn't want to say you were. it, but I'm I know. You you, yeah, no, yeah. She's trying to talk to the manager about my joke. Which, like, you know, but the thing is, like, <laughs> she, you know, but at what point, at Has what point? Has that ever really happened? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Teacher, teacher, teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm lit person because I'm like, come on, you don't, you can't see beyond yourself, you know, to, to be able to have a good time and, and have a sense of humor and enjoy your life, you know. Um, enjoy other people. We're social creatures, man. Like we gotta have, you know, some community. So yeah, if you can't have things in common, like I don't know, I guess shelter in place. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Stay home, Karen. Come on, come on. No, but the thing is, though, is it's like, um, you know, again, like so. Even though, you know, and in the documentary, I talked to um, this this comic. His name's Ken Miller. He's killer. He's from Orlando. And, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, I like to talk about race a lot. And I was like, well, what about like me talking about race? And he's like, yeah, you can't do that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, but why? Like, <laughs> you know, like, cause it, we're again, race, it's not about race. It's more about culture. It's not about, right. you know, yeah. It's not like, oh, this race is any better. We're all equal. All we're all equal. That's period done. Like feminism, right? Like feminism, the definition of feminism has always been equality equality women are equal women are equal period that should be baseline stuff we shouldn't have to like you know try to figure that out no it's like yeah we're equal there's no better than you know we're all in this together right right so right you know then you got like a um i guess a fe what would you call it a feminazi neo-feminism <laughs> you know and, and i'm like wait what okay so if there's a feminazi what, what about a misogynist? Is there a misogynazi? I don't misogynazi. It's too much racial tension. Oh. Uh, okay, sorry. I set myself up oh. for a bad joke. But you got to be, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. But anyhow, it <laughs> doesn't matter. None of this matters. That's the bottom line. But uh, but, <laughs> but what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that, like, it's like if we can't celebrate our differences and being culturally different than others, but still get you know have harmony like that's a sad world man and that's mm -hmm. that's what happens like like how many how many russians have you met who are just like the most jovial people you know uh, like when not, you're not jovial so, they they were they were cool they're stoic i'm they, saying they're they, stoic they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they weren't they weren't like, <laughs> like right exactly <laughs> so and, I, and I'm, I'm i'm not saying this to be I'm not against Russians, okay? I, some of my best friends know people who are Russian. But anyhow, <laughs> the thing is, no, no, but the thing is, like, because when you're under something that's so strict in, like, you know, or North Korea, you know, like, where you yeah, have, like, yeah. such strict, 
like you can't say anything you're getting propaganda and you get everything's controlled like your media is controlled and your jokes are censored like that kind of stuff the people are not happy is my point yeah, right the people are not living fulfilled lives at that point you know so that's that's really it because I, I just i'm pro-human i'm pro-human i love humans and i love i love people period and if i can help people have a good time and laugh and i can join in in that and we can have a fun conversation um that's a win in my book yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. now as we wrap everything up and you may want to play the music as you answer this like with everything going on with cancel culture with like, tensions being high like why do you still love being a comedian well i love being a comedian because i've always been i've always shared the sentiment of like punk rock so not a big fan of the genre but i am a fan of the sentiment and the ideology ideology is think for yourself and question authority bill hicks was really uh well known for being like a punk rock kind of comic you know in the in the 80s and or i guess early 90s so it's now one of, you know there's so much information coming at us always it's like sometimes we allow other people and other networks or whatever to think for us rather than actually critically thinking and trying to understand you know understand ourselves you know sometimes we avoid understanding ourselves and our own motives and our own weirdness or grossness you know and and we and if we're not even able to you know be introspective then it it's like if you don't love yourself how are you going to love anybody else yep. right right so if you can't think for yourself how are you going to tell other people what to think like that's a weird that's a weird thing to me so <laughs> i think that yeah I, I think that that's a big uh, you know that's it that's it we just need to uh Think for you know think for yourself not not necessarily uh questioning authority is is healthy because you want to get you have to know why you believe what you believe you can't just be like oh i believe this because well why he told me he, he said it was the thing that we would do it on that's twitter. right it was on twitter dude how do you yeah twitter.com 80 percent of them are bots don't worry about that don't worry about that. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Hey, uh, about Twitter. Hey, uh, AI. Okay. AI about Twitter. Okay. So, um, but no, I think I think that uh, that's it. Is like you know, if if you truly do think and 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 as hard as it is to sometimes address our own, you know, uh, mistakes or wrongs, wrongdoings or whatever you want to say, like it's healthy and it's a it's it's part of like yeah, that humility to be able to say okay. I'm not better than this guy or this gal. Like, I'm, we're all just human beings trying to, you know, survive. You know, like we're we're just out here, all we're we're no different. We're you know there shouldn't be preference and and uh, prejudice. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, um, once again, yeah, tell, what's the name name of the documentary you're doing? So the working title is "The Last Laugh." We have a, a legal team looking into seeing oh, if that's course. uh if that's gonna be the official title we have a couple other working titles you know uh the the url we have for it the landing page is last laugh dot doc wait sorry last laugh doc dot com 
<laughs> yeah, my okay. video. Uh, I haven't heard of that one. No, no, yeah, my my uh, video guy is uh, not happy with me saying that. But um, the filmmaker I'm working <laughs> with. So Chris Florence is the filmmaker I'm working with, and uh, you know it's just a 50 50 hundred like just all collab. Like you know we basically try to take what what I bring to the table and what he brings to the table and just get the best possible uh, product. Product. This guy is in my in my experience i've dealt with a lot of video guys you know trying to get video of you know comedy and sketch comedy and you know whatever comedic acting this guy is by far the best filmmaker and most talented uh you know director of photography i've ever met like i've ever worked with and i put him up against anybody you know he's he's killer so i mean it's cinematic it's completely cinematic it's raw it's real and it's uh, just so extremely um, captivating. It, it just has been like, like again, I've just been sitting back in awe of like what's unfolding, you know. So this project's way bigger than me. It's way bigger than him, and I'm excited for people to be able to just be confronted with it, you know, because it's like, hey, when you're able to like think outside of yourself again. That's what we're challenging people to do is just think for yourself. We're giving you the information. It's the evidence is there for whatever you, you know, but you just have to interpret that evidence and, and you have to respond and, you know, figure out how you want to, how you want to live and how you want to, uh, you know, view your life and how you interact with people. It's really, it's about humanity. It's about humanity. Really is comedy is, I mean, com it's very much about comedy, but it's not, um, it's, it's, it's a much bigger picture, much bigger picture. It's wild. It's a wild ride, and it's and it has hilarious moments. It has uh, very deep thoughts and and profound uh, things going on. But it's 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 just gonna be an amazing cinematic film. Period. So I'm excited. Biggest no. the thing I've been most excited about in my life. I like have invested my time, energy, money, everything into this. Bet the farm on it. What's up? All right. Now, well, I can't wait to see it myself. I I like documentaries and comedians. So those two things go well together, yeah. I feel like. Heck but yeah, Donnie, man. I want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us today. Oh, yeah, buddy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, you got I it. Am... You got it. What were your names? I didn't know everybody's name. I'm Donnie. <laughs> All right. Don't oh, we do that later. Again, I'm, I'm Kevin Mumphrey. And yeah, these Kevin. And my colleagues, you. Karsten Hype Ferguson. Hey, yep. what's up, buddy? And Victoria like VA Jones. Victoria VA Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like this yeah. guy. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. Warm yeah. welcome. That, that, that is how we'll end it, I guess. <laughs> That's it. We did that it backwards. That is a wrap. <laughs>